step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Let's bring him in now. Hall of Fame inductee, the one, the only, Steve Atwater. Steve, how are you? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Doing great considering the circumstances we're, we're all under right now. I'm doing pretty good. No complaints. For sure. For sure. Thanks for joining us. So there's a lot of uncertainty. COVID-19 is out there wrecking havoc on our society. So there is some uncertainty in terms of the Hall of Fame ceremony and everything and how it's going to look and if it's even going to happen. But let me ask you this. At this point, I'm reading that your bust, your Hall of Fame bust, is not completely ready at this point. And, you know, you might have to travel to Utah to get things situated. Talk about all that. Yeah, well, it's uh, we were supposed to have a visit scheduled for mid-March to go out and meet with the gentleman who's uh, kind of the – artist for the bust and we had to delay that because of the the COVID-19 and uh, we really haven't been able to schedule a time since then to go out there and uh, the last time we spoke he mentioned that he's done it before where he kind of goes off of pictures I'm like no 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 we're we're not going to do that (laughs) we're going to do it the right way Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to hold off until uh, this thing clears, and hopefully we'll, there'll be enough time for him to get it done, too. And I'm sure it takes quite a bit of time uh, right. to make sure that it's all the way right. Now, you're not the, are you the only one going through this? or Are there other guys in your class who are dealing with the same situation? You know what? I haven't spoken to many of the guys, but from my understanding, I believe only a couple of guys have been out there to actually do it. Uh, so a majority okay. of us haven't gone yet. Um, and at least that's from my understanding, a majority of us haven't done it. So uh, hopefully hopefully the bus will look like us eventually. <laughs> Whenever the bus is done, hopefully it'll, it'll resemble us a little bit. For sure. So from what I understand, your speech is, is mostly written or, or close to written. Yes, uh, probably 95% there, okay. yes. Uh, and and the thing is, this year with so many inductees going in, they want to make sure that we don't go over. And in years past, uh, there have been speeches that have been, you know, 45 minutes, hour long. And with the number of inductees that we have, it just wouldn't go over well. And I don't think it went over well even times when they only had, you know, five or six uh right inductees going in, but uh, it certainly won't go over well with 10. So, uh, yeah, they cut it back saying we got really like five minutes, five to 10 minutes tops, and then, uh, you know, it's going to pretty much be over. So uh, I had to 
condense it down. Uh, won't be able to thank you know as many people, uh, and that's really what, what my speech is going to be about more than anything is just thanking those that have um, have helped me to achieve this this great accomplishment. Um, you know, no one gets there by themselves, but uh, so I mean, it'll be uh, pretty simple and. Like I said, just more, more more thanks going on than anything. So so gratitude will probably be the theme of this uh, particular speech. Yes, and um and I'd be inter- I'm gonna be interested to hear how you know my fellow inductees, how their speeches will be. Um because man, in ten minutes, I mean I've seen I looked at some of the other speeches, they they talk ten minutes on one you know, one topic. <laughs> so <laughs> We got to get everything in in ten minutes, so we we uh, have to be uh, just diligent and make sure we kind of stay on task. And I, I just decided that I feel like that's more important. That uh, you know, I thank all my family and friends and coaches and teammates. You know, the people who, uh, if it wasn't for them, uh, I, I wouldn't be anywhere close to to being in the Hall of Fame. So I, I thought that that was more important. And also, I just thought that. Uh, it would be difficult for me to get another message in in that limited amount of time as well. Right. So uh, hopefully it goes over well. Fill in the blank. Steve Atwater is not a Hall of Famer without this particular person. Oh, man. Um, first of all, I'll say my wife. <laughs> okay. Smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we uh, – you know, we, my wife and I, we met in college. We didn't get married while we were in college. We got married, um, I think, after my second year in the league. And, uh, you know, still been going strong. And she's just been kind of that uh, that rock that's always been there. And, uh, you know, certainly appreciative of her and all of her sacrifices that she's made uh, throughout the year. So, yeah, wouldn't be a Hall of Famer without, without Lita Atwater. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. You retired in 99. Obviously, it takes a few years for you to get eligible for the Hall of Fame. You finally get into 2020. Were there times where you had some kind of doubts? No, oh, all the time. I mean, I didn't even even the day that David Baker knocked on my door, uh, you know, there was a window between uh, 2.30 and 3.30. That's um, uh, Miami time, East Coast time where we would either get a knock on the door, which means you're in, or we get a phone call, meaning that you don't get in. And at about uh, 3.12, uh, one of my friends, he's a reporter here in town, Mike Cliss, he calls me, and I'm thinking that that it's over and that uh, there's another, another year of waiting. Uh, and I looked at my phone, and I saw that it was him, and I declined the call, and then I, I really got happy. That I was glad it was him versus uh, being David Baker. And uh, about ten minutes later, uh, David Baker came uh, with the knock on the door, and it was uh, you know, just amazing. That's a big man, by the way. That's a very big yeah, man. He's a big human being, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, was there any point, or let me ask you this: When you retired in 1999, at that point, did you say to yourself, eight-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl winner, I'm probably a Hall of Famer? You know what, I, I never really got to that point. You know, um, I think a lot of times people look at the things that they did wrong. And for me, I looked at, man, I, 
had some interceptions that I should have had that I that I dropped, and you know, I only had 24 picks. Should have had about 45. <laughs> but uh, and and I thought that that would be the one thing that would probably hold me back. But other than that, I thought I thought that I hey, I played on on a at a high level. Uh, fortunately, was on some great teams with uh, great teammates and coaches. So I thought I thought I had an outside chance, but never was I just cocky saying, "Yeah, I deserve to be in. I, I, I better get in, or or else, you know, they're doing me wrong." I, I never never really got never really got to that point. We're talking to Hall of Fame inductee Steve Atwater. So, in your opinion, in your mind. What separated you from others and made you ultimately a Hall of Famer? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I guess you probably would have to ask the, the voters that. Uh, <laughs> but in, in my mind, I, I think that uh, the, the the physicality won uh, and then just the mental part of the game, being, being honed in and focused and um, and, you know, being able to, uh, understand all of the defenses, uh, help, help my guys get lined up, uh, and then being in the right place. Uh, you know, when quarterbacks look and they see they have a window, they'll take that chance. Uh, but if a person is where they're supposed to be, sometimes they won't take that chance. And just by being in the right place, sometimes you can uh, you play good defense. Uh, and I, I think that uh, I did a good job at, at, those, at those things. And then also just – felt like I was a leader, you know, not necessarily a super vocal guy. I mean, although I was vocal, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't up giving speeches every day in practice. Um, I thought that I, I led by example well. And, um, yeah, and then just, you know, tried to be, tried to communicate well with my teammates and coaches and uh, tried to kind of be a, uh, a conduit to positivity and, uh everybody being on the same page. Now, you spent most of your career with Denver. You played your final season in the league with the New York Jets. Do you regret playing that final season with the Jets, or do you wish you would have just retired as a Bronco? No, I don't regret that last year. Um, you know, people ask me about it sometimes. I'll say, man, I don't, I don't really want to mention that uh, because I kind of want to be just remembered as a Bronco. But, um you know, I got some good friendships from being on that team. I got a chance to play for some wonderful coaches, uh, Belichick and uh, Mangini and Parcells and Romeo Cornell, Al Groh, uh Charlie Weiss. He's a ton of great coaches were on that team. And then, like I said, it's the relationships that I got from that. Uh, I still have many great friends from that team to this very day. So, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely glad that, I got a chance to play my final year there. I wasn't quite ready to retire uh, the last year. I wish I could have played the last year in Denver, but, you know, unfortunately it doesn't always work out like that. So you were and spent some time with Bill Belichick. Did you think Belichick was going to be Belichick, the guy that we see now, six Super Bowl rings, one of the greatest coaches of all time? Well, uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure. I knew that he was definitely a defensive wizard. <laughs> uh, I mean, our defensive game plans, man, I'd never seen anything like that as, as detailed as they were and all the different adjustments that uh, you'd have to make. And, uh, you know, I know even in the middle of the season, I, you know, that, that stuff was still a little bit 
you know, confusing for me, uh, you know, coming from a totally different system that I've been in for a while. So, um, but I think if I would have played in it for another year or so, or even, you know, as the year went on, it got a little bit easier, but uh, definitely a, a tough system to play in. And, uh, but he, he puts in the work, he, he he's put in the work all, over all these years. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what it takes. He's a living example, man. If you hey, stay at it long enough, uh, and you, you go about it the right way and be smart, learn from your mistakes, man, that anything is, is, uh, is possible. He's, uh, one of the, you know, ground history is one of the greatest coaches to ever coach the game of football. For sure. So looking at your career and looking at today's NFL, today's NFL, is not as physical as it once was during your time. You can do a lot of different things that you cannot do at this point in today's NFL. Talk about the adjustments you feel like you would have had to have made in your game to have success in today's era of football. Yeah, I probably would have had to drop about 10 pounds and, uh, you know, be super flexible and uh, be, be a little <laughs> bit faster uh, and just not focus on the big hits. Uh, you know, that was kind of a part of our games, and uh, part of our game was, you know, trying to intimidate guys and trying to, uh, you know, get them to have alligator arms coming across the middle. But nowadays, because it'll hurt your team, you know, you can't do that. So I would have had to focus more on getting turnovers, although I tried to get turnovers back then too. Um, I, my, it would have been more of my focus, though, just trying to get that ball out uh, than trying to make a big hit. Uh, and that's what I encourage a lot of the young defensive backs nowadays. Uh, hey, no use even trying to focus on the big hits. Now, you know, you certainly want them to be physical, but, you know, focus on getting those turnovers and trying to get that ball out of there somehow. We're talking to Hall of Fame inductee Steve Atwater. So, Talking about big hits. Obviously, your biggest hit, Monday Night Football, Christian Okoye, Nigerian Nightmare, full head of steam, coming at you. Obviously, we saw what you did. Take us through that play, that memorable moment. Yeah, well, that play really, <laughs> I think it started in, in practice and us watching game film and uh, my teammate, uh, Dennis Smith, who kind of my mentor as well um you know we were watching film and we were watching other guys go up to tackle christian and you know barry word he was there as well two big back two big bruising backs uh who had speed too and uh we were watching film and then said, hey look a lot of guys are trying to go low on them and, you know we, we're going to go up high and you know me being the younger guy i just say All right, okay whatever whatever you say that's what we got to do <laughs> and uh you know, fortunately, it worked out the way that it did. Um, you know, certainly every time I tackled Christian, it wasn't—it didn't turn out like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was—I was definitely fortunate that uh, in a big game like that, Monday night game, it turned out that way. Uh, one of my buddies uh, pointed out to me that, hey, you know that they scored on that drive where you made the hit. I'm like, man, why did you have to take away from by telling me that? <laughs> so did it hurt? Did it hurt you when when you laid that wood on Christian Okoye a little bit? You know what? It didn't, and it's crazy because I've I've hit guys who were I've tackled guys who were smaller than he was, uh, and gotten up dizzy and dinged and everything, but it just everything was just right, you know. Uh, 
just the shoulder lean was right and the leverage was right and I just happened to catch him at, at the right time. It was just uh, it was just just the right time. Uh, like I said. Uh, <laughs> I've gone up hit other guys. It didn't did turn out that way. Uh, I've got knocked on my butt some and run over. So uh, I'm glad that most people remember that one. So we look at Super Bowl 32 against the Packers, and some people call that maybe one of your greatest performances of your career. Do you view it in that way? I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, except for if I would have caught that interception that I dropped. I had an interception that was thrown like like Brett Favre threw it right to me. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought I thought I did a had a really good uh, had a good game. I think we all did as a defense. Uh, and leading up to that game, I remember being in meetings and uh, we watching film with our defensive backs coach Ed Donatelle, and we, we all was, hey man, we we seen enough film, coach. We we got it. We, get, we it's locked in. And he just he turned off the film. Said all right, let's let's go. <laughs> you know we'd seen you know we'd watched so much film we we had a good beat on what they were trying to do we could you know tell by alignment and you know guys where they're positioned you know we had a good idea what they were going to do uh and we were calling plays out on film like oh they're about to run out right on this route and bam run, run out route and uh so yeah we were we were homed in and uh yeah, I, I was fortunate that we all were, were on fire but yeah that was that's definitely one of my better games. So you played in two super, uh, you played in three Super Bowls, but you won two Super Bowls. Talk about what what is it so, like? Hold on, I played played in two Super Bowls, one blooper bowl. <laughs> and that was <laughs> not a good moment. Not yeah, a good not a moment good for you. So what's it like to play in a Super Bowl? I mean, a lot of players playing the play in the National Football League, but not a lot of players win Super Bowls or even play in a Super Bowl. What's it like? I tell you what, it, it's it's amazing to, you know, work so hard, man, and and it, it starts right right after this, right after the Super Bowl is over. With team guys are, you know, getting their mindsets right on what they're going to do the next season, and then they start working out, doing off season programs, learning offenses and defenses, and running and lifting, and to get that ultimate goal. That's what. All 32 teams are trying to get to the Super Bowl, and only two can get there. Uh, and to you know be lucky enough to be on, you know, I went three times. I had my first year we went, and then my la- my last two years with, with Denver we went 97 and 98. Uh, man, what what are the the, the chances of that? Uh, and I, I can imagine how the Patriots feel with all the Super Bowls that they've gone gone right. to uh, here recently. So uh, it, it's true, truly an honor, uh, and it takes takes a uh, special combination, man, of great coaches and, and great players and players buying into the system and playing together. And, uh, man, beautiful things can happen when, when everybody's on the same page. For sure. And, and you know also well, at least two times, you know, where everybody's all on the same page and ultimately you grab that ring. So let's, let's talk about the Broncos today. This, you know, this version of the Denver Broncos. This offseason made some quality moves. A.J. Boye, uh, Darrell yeah. Casey, you know, Melvin Gordon also they brought in. At this point, are, are you happy with the with what the Broncos did in this offseason? You know what? I really am. I think they, they addressed some areas of, of concern. 
you know, I uh, still feel like, and I'm sure the the team uh, coaches, they feel like, you know, that, that interior offensive line just may be one other area that needs to be addressed. You know, Ron Leary's no longer on the team. And, uh, you know, we do have some young guys in there, um, but I think they're, they're unproven at this point. And, but, you know, maybe uh, Coach Munchek knows what he has. Maybe they have something there that they feel comfortable with. Um, but in, in my view, I think that, uh, you know, we're just missing maybe a, an interior offensive lineman and maybe a, a super speedy receiver, too, would be really good. And a cornerback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one more corner. I think we need to add one more corner as well. Um, but I, I really do like uh, the changes and, uh, you know, the, the players that we have on the team. I d- didn't want to necessarily see Chris Harris Jr. go and Derek Wolf. You know, those guys have – uh, been here since the start of their careers, uh, you know, pillars in the community, great players. Um, did, you never want to see that, but, uh, you know, unfortunately that's kind of a part of the game. Each year there are going to be some changes made. But uh, I think it's, it's really exciting, man, especially uh, having Philip Lindsay already, the success that he's had, and, and adding Melvin Gordon, you know, to have that, that one-two punch. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And then, I say Cortland Sutton, uh, we got Tim Patrick, we got Deshaun Hamilton. Again, I'd like to see, uh, you know, possibly another big-time wide receiver added to that room. Uh, you know, we got some talent, but, you know, uh, I think a, a, one speedy guy, one more speedy guy can uh, do wonders there. Are you a fan of Drew Locke? Do you believe that he can be a franchise-caliber quarterback for the Broncos? Yeah, I'm definitely a, a fan of his. I, I've watched him play. He uh, looks like he has the poise. He didn't. He never really just had a, you know, really breakdown terrible game. And you know, you expect that at some point. You know, a, a quarterback's going to have you know some bad games. And uh, you know, I guess probably the worst game he had was when we played the Chiefs in Kansas City this year. But I, I could say our whole whole team <laughs> had a pretty bad game that game. Um, but uh, I think that he has the, the right mentality. He definitely has the arm strength. Uh, he has the work ethic. And I think he's going to do wonder. He, he has, has, has a lot of confidence, too, which I like. Let me ask you this. You know, a few years back, John Elway took a chance on a veteran quarterback when he grabbed Peyton Manning. Ultimately, they were able to win a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. There's a guy out there who's been to a Super Bowl, coming off injury, but has a lot to prove, only 30 years old, and Cam Newton. Does Cam Newton to the Broncos, does, does that interest you at all? You know what? I, I really respect Cam Newton as a player, as a person. I just don't think that's where we're headed. I think we're we're headed for, you know, we have a team of, of younger guys who, um, who are kind of on the same page. And these guys last year, you know, towards the end of the season, man, they they were they were all in with uh, with Drew Locke. So uh, I, I think that would kind of mess up the vibe with everything here if they were to bring in Cam Newton again. You know, uh, I, I know Cam is going to be a great player for somebody. I, I just don't think it'll be a fit here, though. How about Jameis Winston, uh, another young quarterback? Just in case, you know, we we know Locke is there, but. I mean, he was a second-round pick, and there's no guarantees. But a guy like a Jameis Winston still has a lot of ability, still has some things to prove. 
and, and a guy who might have to take a step back in order to take a couple steps forward. Is Denver a fit for Winston at all, in your opinion? No, I say the same thing there. Uh, okay. And, man, I, I really like Jameis Winston's game. I think, um, you know, in the right situation, um, he can he can be he can get back to his former self like he was at Florida State. Man, he's he's, he's a good 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 football player, man. And uh, but again, here uh, I just don't see it. I, I just believe that if 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 Drew Locke has someone here uh, with you know just say you have a Jameis Winston or a Cam Newton, you know they here on the bench first. Little hiccup, first intercession. You know the fans would be calling for for a new uh, for the other quarterback to come in, and we we just we mm-hmm. don't need that. Although we do need to have a quality backup quarterback, I just don't think we need to bring someone in here who uh, is going to is going to be any kind of controversy. Uh, you know, at the first sign of a little bit of things going wrong. Looking at this Broncos team, do you see a playoff team with this football team? I do. I do. Okay. Um, you know, especially being able to get the running game going. Uh, uh, we, we got the we had the passing game going last year. Again, I think we just uh, you know once Emmanuel Sanders uh, went to the Forty ers uh, I just I, I think that everybody kind of focused in on Cortland Sutton, and uh, we need another weapon on the outside. Uh, and you know, again, I, I still like all my younger guys in the room that that are there too. But uh, we, we need one big time playmaker to go with Cortland, and I think that'll open up things for he, Noah Fant, uh, and, and you know, getting the ball to Philip Lindsay and uh, Melvin Gordon out in the backfield too. I think the, I think that's going to be key. So you see playoffs. You don't think this team has a shot to win the division, the division that has a Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Oh man, you know what? Anything is possible, you know. <laughs> um, and I'm hoping that they just go back home and they get so cocky that, uh, you know, we can we can uh, catch them slipping. Uh, because if they're if they're if they're hitting on all cylinders, man, they're, they're going to be a tough football team to beat. Um, but I mean, that's 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 the challenge. That's the fun part of football is knowing that, hey, man, we, if we're going to win, it's it's not going to be the easy way. Um, and I, I mean, I, I would, I would love that challenge to say, hey man, look, we we're in a division with, you know, one of the greatest young talents in quarterback, one of the speediest receivers, uh, you know, great defense, you know, big, big uh, Chris Jones balling over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a challenge, and it, you, we know that if we can beat those guys, we can beat anybody. Right. But let me ask you this: we, you look at the AFC. And we remember in the NBA some time ago, you know, Michael Jordan kind of had everything on lock. You look at the AFC at this point. You look at Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. You look at Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Can, can you see a scenario where those two guys become the modern day or, uh, the, you know, you had Manning and Brady battling out for all those years? Can we see a scenario where you have Jackson and Mahomes battling it out for, for years to come? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that we, we could have Drew Locke up there battling it out too. Uh, but the way that it's trending right now, I mean, those two guys, man, they, they, they've gotten off to a heck of a start. You know, Lamar Jackson in his rookie year, 
uh, is going out there doing some incredible things. So um, I think that uh, now this is, was this his second year? This is the second year. Yeah, yeah, both, yeah, both of them uh, just just playing really really good football. Um, and again, I'm, I'm hoping that that the Broncos can get up in the mix. Uh, but but they they've proven uh, by getting uh, deep into the playoffs with Lamar Jackson and then actually winning the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, which hadn't been done in, in uh, you know a long long time. They hadn't hadn't won a Super Bowl, so uh, no, they're they're fired up. And me being from Missouri, I got some people from St. Louis who are Kansas City Chiefs fans, obviously. So I got to got to hear their mouth some. So I'm hoping that uh, hoping that Drew Locke gets up in the mix with them. Tom Brady, do you see him? He's with the Buccaneers now. How do you see him? He's going to be 43 years old. Yeah. You know what? I'm pulling for him. I really am. Um, I've had a ton of respect for him throughout his entire career, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Uh, And I think that deep down inside he feels this way, and I believe Belichick feels this way, that, you know, those two both – made each other's jobs much easier. <laughs> right. uh, you know, him having a coach like Belichick, uh, and then, you know, I think Belichick was able to utilize Tom Brady to get to the other team to help the, other, the rest of the team play well. Well, now when he goes down to Tampa, you know, I don't know that the team, you know, that the coach will be able to – will know how to utilize him that same way. Uh, and I'm sure – Coach Aaron would do a great job with him. But, you know, it's just, you know, having not been around him, uh, you know, you never know what buttons you have to push to get guys going. And uh, But I think Tom Brady's going to be Tom Brady. But he's going to realize, too, that, man, you know, this is a whole different offense, whole different players, a uh, <laughs> whole different system. This is, you know, I can't get these guys to do what I could get them to do when they were in New England. I, I think that's what's going to happen. I, you know, okay. I may be wrong. I may have been wrong, been wrong many times before, but I think at the end of the year they're going to look back and say, man, I, we had something special there. Um, and hey, they were fortunate that it lasted as long as it did, though. For sure. Let me ask you this. Is there a guy that's not in the Hall of Fame that you think should be in the Hall of Fame? Oh, besides Dennis Smith, <laughs> I mean, you know, for me, I, I I I look at all all the Bronco guys, man, over the years who have been overlooked. Uh, you know, guys from the seventies. You you remember? You know what they what they called the Denver Broncos defense in the seventies, right? Orange Crush. Orange Crush. How could you not have one player from the Orange Crush defense? Not you know, you can't have one player in the in the in the Hall of Fame. Not one. And it just seems like, uh, you know, maybe because they didn't win Super Bowls, but, man, there are a whole bunch of guys in the Pro Football Hall of Fame who haven't won Super Bowls, so that's, that's true. that can't be it. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see you know, Randy Gratishar, you know, Carl Mecklenburg, my boy Ross Smith, um, you know, quite a few guys. And, of course, I, I think John Lynch will get in. He's been a finalist several times. I think um, I'm hoping next year, especially with the – Super Bowl being down in, in Florida there, that, that'll be his time to, to get in. It'll be a great moment for him. Now, each and every year, the Hall of Famers, they have a party, you know, before they go into the Hall of Fame or sometimes after they go into the Hall of Fame. Ha- have you gotten your party situated at all? 
Hey, we were just on the phone today with uh, with our chef, uh, trying to get uh, some of the details worked out. We kind of got the menu together already. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're, we're we're getting there. Uh, I think we'll feel a lot more comfortable once once uh, the coast is clear and we're 100 percent sure that it's going to take place. But we're still planning uh, as though it's going to go for full steam ahead. So what we eating on that day? Oh man, we got we got some good stuff. We uh, okay. I mean, I, I don't know if I want to tell everybody what it was going to be. Just well, I mean, everybody's not going to be there, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> but we're going to have some pulled pork, some some uh, some salads, of course, some shrimp and grits, some uh, some salmon, some crab cakes, mm. lamb chops. Yeah, it's got 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 some other stuff. Some chicken and waffles. Yeah, so okay. it's just. Small, small uh, sample of uh, what's going to be on the menu there. It should be nice, though. Well, it sounds like good times for you. So what's going on with Steve Atwater today? Well, yeah, I live here in Colorado. I work for the Broncos. I My title is manager of fan development with the team. Um, I do some community service stuff, some interviews, uh, radio and TV, um, a lot of stuff with nonprofits, a lot of the nonprofit organizations that the team is affiliated with. I'm able to uh, participate in a lot, of, a lot of the activities and go to the uh, dinners and uh, charity charitable functions. Uh, yeah, get a chance to interact with the coaches and players. Yeah, it's just if you could draw up an ideal job, that's that's what it is. Okay. All right. And you you work for the Broncos. We, we, it just came down. Uh, Von Miller tested positive for COVID nineteen. Obviously, it's a very you know serious situation with a lot of people. He seems like a fairly healthy man, so hopefully it won't be much of an issue for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it's really really sad to hear. Uh, but knowing Von and knowing how positive he is, uh, how disciplined he is, he'll. He'll do what all is necessary to to overcome this and uh, hopefully be a big inspiration for uh, a lot of people out there who uh, unfortunately contract this this virus. For sure, for sure. And so fans, you can connect with the great Steve Atwater on Twitter at SteveAtwater27. That's SteveAtwater27 where you can connect with the great Steve Atwater. Connect with a Hall of Famer. Steve, Absolute pleasure talking to you. Wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Stay safe and would love to do it again. Absolutely. My pleasure being on with you, and uh, you stay safe too. God bless. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.